Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations are in order to 19-year-old South Florida man, Matthew Concepcion. He was among the 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia, who participated in the annual challenge the 10-day competition of the Burmese python hunt in Florida. He won. Congratulations. He captured 28 Burmese pythons during the 10-day competition. And that means that he wins the grand prize of $10,000, courtesy of the uh, Bergeron Everglades Foundation. Dustin Crum, you may know Dustin, he won $1,500 grand prize for removing the longest python at just over 11 feet and remember earlier this year uh who was it they earlier this year they had the heaviest python ever captured in florida the female that was like 215 pounds and 18 feet long and carrying 122 eggs that was not part of the burmese python hunt though and so anyway, congratulations. Now, I, as I'm reading about this, and congratulations to Matthew. But he goes on to talk about how, uh, how he hunts for the pythons. And he says, I've been hunting pythons for about five years now. And I typically look for them at night because that's when they're on the move, seeking the warmth of the roads. I use my vehicle lights to spot them. I thought spotlighting was illegal. A lot of the hunters weren't supposed to be out there with spotlights. Well, those are separate spotlights, Jeff. Those aren't the ones if he's just using automobile lights. Oh, okay. Well, then you got me. So I I wouldn't be telling the secrets, Matthew. I wouldn't be telling the secrets. And of course, of course, Burmese pythons uh, aren't protected except by Florida's anti-cruelty law. So participants had to document that each one was killed humanely so that's good anyway congratulations matthew and i'm glad that you ridded the earth of 28 burmese pythons now they they had quite a record of how many they got rid of hold on what was the what was the the amount that they got rid of for the entire event 231 unwanted pythons so i mean people in florida are safer thanks to the python hunt in florida maybe we spread them out though now with the because this started back in 92 right with hurricane andrew that's when they, they first spread them out and that's when they started uh you know breeding and headed into the everglades so now we had Ian come across the other direction and shoot him across. So maybe, you know, maybe Miami's getting them back. 
have to change how we hunt for Burmese pythons. All right, I'm done. Congratulations to Matthew. Really, seriously, great job on hunting them illegally with spotlights. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Oh, no. Breaking news as we record Chewing the Fat today. Uh, Not only is it dark days over Tampa Bay because they lost to the Baltimore Ravens last night. And their head coach, Todd Bowles, said it's dark days in Tampa. Uh, We have news that Tom and Giselle have filed for divorce. And I don't wish that on anyone, but Giselle has really screwed up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season. And I don't care whose side, you know, you could be be on Giselle's side, you could be on Tom's side, but this should have not happened during the season. And that needs to be put to an end. Because now, I mean, this is the first time Tom's been, what, and has a losing record eight games in or seven games in, whatever the hell their record is. I mean, they're struggling. And it's all Giselle's fault. I'll just leave it right there. Okay. I wish I wish nothing but the best for both of them. I was going to say back to Florida, but we were still in Florida. I mean, we had the Burmese Python story. I got Tom Brady. I've got this story. Three Florida men have been arrested for stealing semi-loads of frozen beef and pork from packing plants across the Midwest. How come I wasn't aware that I, mean, I just buy a trailer full of steaks? <laughs> That's a prices are through the roof. So 45 thefts totaling $9 million. So starting in June, the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, which I believe is in Nebraska, started investigating events and they realized, hey, this probably is not just us. So they got involved with Homeland Security. And they identified approximately 45 thefts, $9 million. They described the theft ring as sophisticated and highly organized criminal enterprise. They were stealing semi-loads of meat. Are they sophisticated? Uh, Okay. So they're based in Miami. They target beef and pork packing plants, specifically in Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. And so the thefts continued to occur across the region, Throughout September, more than 100,000 in pork products were reported stolen. They utilized cell phone records and GPS tracking devices, and they identified and arrested the three targets in the enterprise. Now, they claim here that they recovered three semi-trailers with stolen merchandise valued at $550,000. They say they were charged with transportation of stolen goods, money laundering in Florida's federal court. They say at the time, though, it's unknown what the men did with the stolen meat. However, the investigation, of course, is ongoing. But they were a sophisticated theft ring. So that's, I don't know, these guys were making some serious money just ripping off the (laughs) trailer loads of meat. (laughs) Uh, Crime, it's a beautiful thing. Are we sticking in Florida? Yeah, let's stay in Florida. I just want to say it wasn't me, okay? I've had my problems with bicyclists around the country for many years. Told you the stories before. I made a couple of jokes on the air that bicyclists didn't think was funny. 
I had to apologize. I've gotten beat up by bicyclists. But then everybody's been emailing me about this story in Clearwater where a bicyclist was beat up and then killed. I don't wish that on anyone. But it wasn't me. I wasn't in Florida. I had nothing to do with the bicyclist getting beat up and killed in Clearwater Beach. Okay, I just want to lay that on the record right now. It wasn't me. I have had my problems with bicyclists and bicyclists in the past, but no longer. No one. No one supports bicyclists or bicyclists more than me, Jeff Fisher, here on Chewing the Fat. No one. We just talked about the anniversary of the death of Helena Hutchins because uh, our pal, our pal, Mr. Baldwin, uh, posted on his Instagram that it was a year, right? A few days ago was a year anniversary. Well, the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office now says they have completed its investigation into the fatal rust shooting that left cinematographer Helena Hutchins dead. Criminal charges against those involved could be imminent. Now, that means that our boy, Alec Baldwin, could face charges. Now, do you think, just for a second, think to yourself, is Alec, uh, is he going to face charges? I don't think so. I think we've completed the investigation. The district attorney said uh, they received Santa Fe County Sheriff's investigative report on the Rust movie set incident uh, and that uh, we'll now focus on uploading the integrity of the process. Will you? So that process is going to be... We have completed our investigation today, and uh, we feel that no charges will be brought against anyone on the set of Rust, including Mr. Alec Baldwin. And how I want someone to fire a gun when they say his name. But I doubt very much that criminal charges will be brought against Alec. And so if this wraps up, we could be done with the old Santa Fe story. Although he'll start shooting. They said he was going to start shooting again. So we could be back on the new Rust set. And, uh, you know, I don't know if the rules are going to... We're going to have to revisit the rules of Alec Baldwin uh, talk now that this case wraps up. So once they finalize the investigation, we get the news. If it still goes on and they charge him, oh, no problem. Then the rules for when you hear the name Alec Baldwin... You'll hear the gunshot here on Chewing the Fat. That's been a rule since the shooting. And if I if I if I say you know sometimes I the thing is is I I forget that we have that rule. So, so I mean I and then once I say his name I realize oh yeah we have that rule and then the gunshot goes off and that's the rule that we you know we had after the shooting. I say his name you get a gunshot. I say his first name you get the gun cocking. If I say Mister Baldwin we're good. We're good, but I have to remember, and sometimes when I'm talking about the shooting in Santa Fe on the Rust set, I forget that I'm talking about Alec Baldwin, and, uh, you know, there's the gunshot. Reminds me. Especially, you know, when I, I, I don't necessarily forget when I'm going to say his full name, but there are times when I'm talking about it, and I'm like, well, but Alec said, and then I remember, ah, I'm supposed to say his stupid name. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. <laughs> What? 
It's official. I mean, Elon has taken over Twitter. He uh, it's a done deal. He kicked uh, kicked uh, CEO and uh, Ned Siegel too, right? Uh, Arguali and Ned Siegel. He came in, kicked them both to the curb. Take care. Get out of here. Get out. I don't know that Elon was there, but we were told that he had security escort him out. Now, you know, that's what happens when you get fired from a place. I've been escorted out of a building before. Ouch. Yeah, well, it is ouch, too. It sucks because, you know, you figure you're in good graces and, you know, you got the boot and you just, you'll pack up your stuff and go. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and walk you out. Okay, well, we'll get all your stuff out of your office and everything, but it's time for you to go. So let's go. Get out. Uh, it's a it's a long walk of shame, man, down that hallway. I've I've taken that walk before, so I understand. And you saw where Elon was was there the other day, brought the kitchen sink in, which was a long way to the well for that joke, but whatever. And uh, let this sink in. Okay, thanks, Elon. And then they showed a picture of him at the coffee bar at the Twitter coffee bar uh, with all the employees. Their faces were awesome, man. You could tell. The uh, the employees that are probably still going to be there and the ones who aren't because they have the look on their face like, you son of a... Oh, I hate you. And uh, there's one guy at the one picture I loved where they're all at the... Elon's leaning up against the coffee bar with his coffee. There's one guy off on the right, off by himself at the end. I don't know if he's pissed that he can't get his coffee because everybody's at the coffee bar ordering coffee, or if he's pissed that Elon is there, but he is not a happy camper. (laughs) And life is good at the Twitter headquarters. I mean, Facebook is the same way. Remember, we did stories all about their uh, cafeteria and what's provided for them. I mean, I could go down the hall here at Mercury Studios and get a Rice Krispie treat. All right, that's, I mean... That's, I'm living large here at Mercury Studios with a Rice Krispie treat. Maybe a Snickers or a Hershey bar. Snack bar, some chips, some sodas, some water, which is pretty sweet. I'm all for it. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Company provides it. But that is not a cafeteria. I do not have Millie cooking me up a quick ham and cheese omelet and you know, getting a fresh, fresh cup of coffee from the coffee bar. And you know what? Give me one of the, on the way out back to my office. Let me have one of those little uh, strawberry banana smoothies too. Yes, with a little protein uh, scooped in too. Okay, thank you. I want to have that done though before I go back upstairs. I don't want to have to wait at the elevator for the smoothie. Okay, I mean I'm for that. I am living large for that. Anyway, we'll see the changes that happen at Twitter. The world is on fire because Elon is now in charge of Twitter. He's got his Tesla guys. Uh, running uh, the, uh, the the behind-the-scenes at Twitter now. If I'm the Tesla engineers, though, I'm kind of like, bro, uh, that's not what I signed up for. But maybe that is. Maybe maybe he went to them and said, you know, I'll throw you a couple extra bucks. Shut up. I'm going to have you. Because he's got to have his people take a look at all the inner workings of the nuts and bolts, right? Because otherwise you end up like the New York Post with their disgruntled employee posting stories on the website you know about uh having those the governors taking care of business uh some really 
really awful, awful, awful stories showed up on the New York Post yesterday. But they were a little funny. But they found out who that employee was and kicked him to the curb. And, of course, it was just a disgruntled employee. We couldn't do anything about it. Sorry. Okay, we've talked about Harvey Weinstein trial still going on. And I, you know, I know, look, we have to preface every Harvey Weinstein story with, I know he's a dirtbag, okay. And he's already been, you know, found guilty in New York, and although that's being appealed, and we'll see what happens with that. But they just had an Ashley M. testify in Los Angeles. And she went on to talk about how terrible it was with Harvey one time as he straddled her at one point and groped her breasts and she couldn't see Harvey's genitalia but she saw him making a motion like he was you know pleasuring himself and then he took care of business on her and she said she wiped it off and got got dressed and went out and didn't say any, couldn't say anything to anyone she was just so horrified. She couldn't say anything to anyone. And Harvey's assistant was outside the door at the time and didn't hardly looked at her. And the reason that she took this meeting with Harvey is because he tried to have her massage him earlier, and she said no. So then after they were done shooting, they got back into the car, and uh, she said that uh, I looked at Harvey's assistant with the looks of, is it okay, I don't want to come in. And she looked at me with the look of, it's okay, I'll be here. Okay. So then after all of it, this supposed interaction that she was so horrified with, she couldn't say anything to anyone, that now she's okay. She was just too ashamed to say anything then. Now, you think to yourself, well, okay. You know, he's on trial. We're facing this. Okay, so this particular case with Ashley M., This particular alleged incident isn't even part of the trial. Why are we even hearing about it? Well, because the prosecution is uh, allowed to question witnesses to prior bad acts in sexual assault cases to show a defendant's pattern of behavior, which could show their intent. Okay. So he's pleaded not guilty to 11 counts of rape and sexual assault involving four women, including California's, uh, yeah, the, I'm sorry, it's not the first lady, it's California's first partner, Jennifer Seibel Newsom. Uh, That's his wife. Can we just call her the first lady? uh, It's driving me crazy. And all of them are going to testify as well. So we're just piling on now. I mean, he's got 23 years in New York. He's going there appealing that it just drives me insane that we're hearing all this and i know i know i know he's a dirt bag i got it but is he it was so horrible that she had to go back to filming the movie that she was in that's how horrible it was she couldn't just walk away from making the money and the paychecks or anything no that's how horrible it was that's what i mean is he More proof that you'd never bend the knee. Don't bend the knee. Taylor Swift edits her video 
for her new song. It was like the number one song on Spotify, videos, all millions of views and streaming. And she edits the, the video to appease the fat activists that accused her of fat phobia because she stepped on a scale in her video and the scale said fat. Now, I want to be clear. I've stepped on many, many scales in my life. Now, while I have not seen a scale that said fat, that's what I see. That's what I see when I step on a scale, fat. So anyway, people were all wound up and they gave her a hard time. And she looks down at the scale where it says fat. As it describe your body image struggles. Fat people don't need to have that reiterated yet again. That's it. everyone's worst nightmare. Oh, okay. The Taylor Swift fat discourse is killing me. Oh, okay. I feel like the fact that every single person defending Taylor Swift is white and thin kind of reinforces the point. Nobody who has experienced actual fat phobia is coming to her defense. Just the thin girls who feel fat sometimes. Oh, they're now the experts. Okay, so Taylor bends the knee and edits the video. Are they thankful? Did they say, oh, Taylor, thank you. We appreciate it. It means so much to me. Nope. Nope. Now it's all. She removed one of the most important parts of the video. Showing her struggles. How can we do that? Never bend the knee to the rage mob. Just don't do it. It's never enough. It doesn't matter. All they want is blood. And if they get blood, they're going after more of it. It doesn't matter. It's just. Agon. I'm no look. I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift, but I appreciate all she's done and the talent and the fame she has. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I mean, how? So now she is definitely, you know. I mean, when I don't know. I just feel like if you're at Taylor's point of stardom, those are the people you want to not bend the knee because that shows. The rest of the crowd, oh, I don't have to bend the knee every time. Taylor didn't. Taylor's just doing what she thinks is creative and talented and nice. And you just take it the way you take it. And that's the way it is. Instead, we bend the knee. Agonizing. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. If you'd like to contact the show, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com like uh, Janelle did. Janelle emailed me saying, uh, I totally understand 
while you feel the canon theme should stay with Operation Varsity Blues. Coast to coast sure is good, though the victims aren't missing anymore, right? We need a detective on the case. If you decide to switch, there are a few options. Now, the other day we were, I was talking about the theme music and you know what we should use for theme music for Okmulgee murder in Oklahoma. And so she, uh, Janelle, and I'm guessing it's a she. I don't know that. I apologize. I don't know what you identify as. J-O-N-E-L-L-E. Okay, that's your name. I got it. Okay. Uh, recommends Quinn Martin production Barnaby Jones. Uh, NBC mystery movie themes. McLeod, McMillan and wife, Banachek, even Quincy, Streets of San Francisco. Now, I will say, every one of these shows I have seen. I loved Banachek, George Papard, one of my favorite guys. I love the show. But I went back, and I, I, I must confess, I listened to about a thousand different theme songs. Uh, I felt like I was working for, for NBC or CBS or ABC or whatever production house is making these movies. Quinn Martin. So I felt like I was working for Quinn Martin trying to come up with themes for these shows. So... I start that I, most of them are not worthy of what I want to do with Okamalgi. All right. So we have the coast to coast, which, you know, is how we started the whole Okamalgi off. But this was in the beginning, right? And, and Janelle is right. In the beginning, Okamalgi missing four men. Now we know. Right, she, uh, Janelle, I keep calling Janelle, she, I have to stop that. All right, please shut the, coast to coast is throwing me off. All right, Janelle, I apologize. However you identify is, it's on you. Um, so, right, I mean, we know, we got the four bodies, they were dismembered, we, I, you know, we've broken that whole case down. We're, we're, we're waiting. We got the man of interest in Florida, broken it all, you know the case. And I'll, I'll, there's more to it, which I'm saying. But, uh, so, you know, we have that. Now, of course, we have the canon theme, which is, you know, my favorite. But we use that for Operation Varsity Blues. Is that over now? I mean, we pretty much have seen the end of stories from Operation Varsity Blues. So, I mean, we have the canon theme, which I love. It's my favorite. And maybe that should just be the theme of every crime story I do investigative crime story i do but uh when you i went back and listened some of the ones that janelle j-o-n-e-l-l-e uh had uh had listed uh like barnaby jones which is another quinn martin production i mean this could okmulgee murdered dismembered Barnaby Jones. Starring Buddy Ebsen. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. I love it. Starring Buddy Ebsen. Yeah. Think about it. Also starring Lee Merriweather. That was his With guest stars. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Classic stuff, man. Barnaby Jones. I love it. And then I thought, well, okay. Uh, they mentioned McMillan and Wife, Rock Hudson, and Susan St. James, but I really wasn't impressed with McMillan and Wife. Yeah, because was, this was more lovey. They were Rock Hudson pretending to be a husband. Susan St. James pretending to be a, ho- a housewife with Rock. 
And he was the police chief, I think, if I remember right, in San Francisco. I think it was San Francisco, McMillan and Life. Now I have to look that up. But see, that really, that doesn't work. That really doesn't work. All right, hold on one second, though. I got to find out McMillan and Wife. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, former. <laughs> I thought maybe it might be a smaller town in California, but I, I, I do recall Rock Hudson and Susan St. James. Susan St. James was looking great. So was Rock back then. They were both looking pretty hot back then. Just a side note on hotness. Now, of course, we have the classic Hawaii Five-O. I mean, that's classic. I can't really work. I mean, all right, let's. It's here, Hawaii Five O. I mean, this is Jack Lord. Yeah. Remember the the big crime guy in in uh, Hawaii Five O. The book of well, first everybody remembers the. All right, all right. Everybody remembers the shot of Jack Lord up on top of the up on top of the uh, the hotel or the condo building. And then it was Book of Deno. But the big crime guy in uh, Hawaii Five O was Wofat. Yeah, I know. Love it. So then, and then, and then Banachek. I loved George Papard. As, uh, first of all, I love George Papard. But uh, as Banachek, badass. A private investigator. But the theme. See, doesn't really work. George Papard with his cigarette cigar. Oh yeah, always, always, uh, George Papard was always taking care of a little business in every episode because he was badass. <sighs> but doesn't work for what we need. All right, all right. Then I thought, well, what about what about Mannix? Does everybody, anybody remember Mannix with Mike Connors? Mannix. Mulgy. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Maybe it does with video. If I had video. Oak Mulgy. Just dismembered bodies around. Awesome. Nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The one that I think does work, though, is this one. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I heard it last night. I thought, well, this might work. It's possible. And with, with Jack Klugman, Quincy, and the world of forensic medicine. <laughs> but the whole thing might work either after he sets it up because you remember the show he would uh, come in they had the open and then the video would open and Jack would come in and welcome to the world of forensic medicine the most I don't know the most intriguing or whatever he says you'll hear what he says and then he pulls the sheet off of the dead body and the cops pass out and only a couple are left standing and then they go back into the theme of Quincy See, I kind of like this. I kind of like the feel. All right, time for Oak Mulgee update. Right? Come on. Time for an Oak Mulgee update. Gentlemen, you are about to enter the most 
fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine. The fascinating sphere of police work. <laughs> all right, all right. I think that might work, though. I like the, I like, maybe we just go from, maybe we just, just start it where he says, we're about, to, you're about to encounter the most fascinating sphere of police work. And then that goes into the open. That could be the open for Oak Mulgee because we are, we have to find out the bodies have been shot and the arms cut off and all that. So look, can we start that right there? Gentlemen, you are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine. Oak Mulgee. All right, all right. I don't know. I can't decide. None of them really work for me. I mean, I went through and I've, I listened to, you know, I quote Matlock all the time on the show. I quote Matlock all the time on the show. You know, I mean, my favorite quote from Ben Matlock, hello, murder is a messy business. So I wanted to, uh, I want, and I played his theme and it, it's okay. See, just doesn't. Andy Griffith has been Matt Lott. All right, that's fine. But I mean, you know, that's I still am going to use the Andy, you know, the Andy Griffith Ben Matlock murder is a messy business. And then we have then I thought maybe the fugitive with David Jansen, who I love. I mean, I was a big fan of David Jansen, and I still am, by the way. Uh, but uh, I see where uh, the fugitive. With David Jansen, that opened the first episode. The one that I sent in has the whole story of The Fugitive. And if you remember, uh, Harrison Ford played in the movie The Fugitive. This was, you know, I mean, David Jansen was the, the fugitive the TV star. That one, I don't think that TV show was three or four years. But uh, The Fugitive music, maybe. Look at the money these companies have made producing these songs, man. And they're all just agonizing. They're not they're not any canon, I'll tell you that. Tonight's episode Murdered and Dismembered in Oak Mulgee. Starring William Conrad. Starring William Conrad. All right, all right. I love Cannon. That's good stuff, man. That is good stuff. <laughs> so I can't decide. I, there's got to maybe I'll maybe I'll just have somebody come up with a theme, an actual chewing the fat murder mystery detective theme that works because Cannon is so good and Coast to Coast is that music is for the beginning of a of a story right it's not the it's not for the ongoing legacy of the story we gotta have something that gives us an ongoing legacy and i don't know i don't know what that will be but we will find it gentlemen you are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work 
I don't know how many times I can hear Jack Klugman anymore without you know losing my mind. But it's possible. It's possible that we may use Jack. <laughs> Quincy. Maybe he lived on a boat. Right? If I remember Quincy, Jack Klugman, he lived on a boat. It was down in Florida. He was an old white guy always trying to take care of a little business on the boat. That's what made uh, Quincy so special. But he couldn't be bothered with business when he was involved in a case because he was too deep in it was the most fascinating sphere of forensic medicine. <laughs> All right. All right, some headlines to get you through the weekend. If you're listening live, today is the 28th of October, 2022. Uh, know that on the 29th, just a reminder, uh, I may not be here on Monday. Uh, the Powerball drawing is Saturday, and uh, it's $800 million. So, you know, I could be gone. Uh, if you tune into Chewing the Fat on Monday and you hear, I won. All right. But I could be here. You know, you know what? I might, out of the goodness of my heart, if I win, I'll, I'll promise you right now, if I win, Monday, I will be here just for you. Might not be a full show. Well, it'll be a full show because wherever I start and end will be the full show. But it won't be that long. It won't be what you are used to having as a full show, as a listener. It could be me coming on going, I just wanted to let you know, I won. Good day. That could be the end. That could be it right there. But, you know, <laughs> could happen. Hey, Spotify said that they aren't going to... Uh, this is and this. We talked yesterday about uh, uh, those dingleberries on the bikes, Pelotons uh, weren't going to play Kanye music. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. That means so much to us. So Spotify has said now that uh, they're not going to cancel Kanye. His music doesn't uh, violate our policy. We're good with it. You want to listen to Kanye? You go ahead and listen to Kanye. Thank you. And by the way, Spotify, it's yay. All right. Although maybe the music that you have in the timeline is when he was Kanye. So does that count as dead naming? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm torn. I'm torn now between Ye and Kanye. He said, although he said, hey, I, he came out on Instagram and said, I lost $2 billion in one day and I'm still alive. So come at me. <laughs> All right. No problem. Yay. We got you, bro. We're with you. Hey, don't forget, too, the World Series starts. So we have the Houston Astros taking on the Philadelphia Phillies for the World Series, the 2022 World Series. Remember, we don't want Philadelphia to win just because of the economy. We have to root for Houston because if Philadelphia wins, the economy goes to crap. Although, you can make the case that perhaps the economy is already going to crap, and it really wouldn't matter what happens if Philadelphia win. But, I digress. So, this year also marks the 75th anniversary of the first 
televised World Series. The New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers. Huh? 75, 75 years ago. That's a long time, man. The first televised baseball game. And I was thinking that maybe baseball should rethink this whole, you know, we, well, we have to wait. Uh, each game is, uh, we have to wait. and we have. To, why didn't they start playing the World Series right away? They were all hyped up, man. The playoffs were good. They were there. And then we have to wait because the playoffs got done early, right? The teams won quick. And so then they're, all that time that they had pre-scheduled for the seven-game series of the playoffs it's just dead time. Why not move up the World Series? That's I mean, we live in 20, this is 2022. It's not 75 years ago. It's not a surprise. We knew one of, two of the four teams that were playing were going to be in the World Series. After the first, and each city could prepare, could have a plan in place so that when the games are over, we're starting the World Series. Because I don't know if Major League Baseball knows this or not, but college football and the National Football League are in prime form right now. And you still got You got to give us something to love. You got to give us something to love. I went to the, I went, I watched the end of the Yankees game when they lost because I knew that, you know, and it was Aaron Judge. It was the last batter for the Yankees this year. Amazing. He could have hit one out, another home run, tied up the game, could have kept the Yankees in it. Nope. Have a nice day. And that's the only reason I watched it because I just wanted to see you know what happened on that one. And I only watched the last, you know, I clicked over. It was the seventh inning. Okay, gone. Back to football. And I clicked back over, eighth inning. Okay. Back to football. Clicked over ninth inning. I watched the last half of the ninth or the first half of the ninth, whenever the Yankees were up that were costing the end of the game. And now uh, they couldn't do it. Anyway, baseball needs to, you know, revisit a little bit of I know it's old school, and it's America's pastime. I got it. But I forget who is honored with the quote of baseball, maybe America's pastime, but football, and it may have been specifically uh, the NFL, is America's prime time. And uh, I want to say Howie Long is the one that said that, but I, I can't remember exactly. However... They were right. Whoever said it, however they identify, were right. So just a little thought, MLB. If you need some help, call me. You know what? You can direct a message to me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can DM me. We can sit down and talk. And, uh, you know, I'll help you out. Give me some ideas. That's what I'm here for. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I will expect another recap from uh, the listeners of Chewing the Fat. I know that uh, I saw a recap of last week's Chewing the Fat shows by listener uh, Lee, who said takeaways from this week. This was last week now. Uh, I need a Chewing the Fat TikTok ASAP, please. I didn't get that. I didn't have that happen this week, and I apologize. So I'm working on that. I'll have the you know a chewing the fat TikTok up, you know ASAP as you as you request. And number two, Hollywood is soft. I'd gladly go gay to pay if Kevin Spacey promised to change my life. Bring on the casting couch for this next flick. And those are just recaps from listeners of chewing the fat. So I hope that you get as much out of the show this week as Lee did last week. Hope to not see you on Monday. No, wait, I said I'd promise I'd be here. So 
I'll see you. I'll see you. One way or the other. Just, yeah, that's it. I'll see you. Take care. $800 million. You know what I could, you know, you know what good I could do with $800 million? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Is the mic still on? We're done. Just wrap this thing up. I got to go buy another ticket. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.